BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but we seem to be having trouble understanding the Constitution lately, which is not surprising. Okay, there are things about the Constitution that are at least difficult to understand, and if you do understand them, sometimes difficult to accept. But in this particular case, if anything, it's more the second problem. The first problem isn't really relevant. And it has to do with anti-Semitic speech. As I'm sure you're well familiar now, we have lots of sort of ongoing controversies with Kyrie Irving and Kanye West and, or ye, if you prefer, as he prefers apparently, and even now Dave Chappelle after his Saturday Night Live appearance this past weekend. But I was a little bit surprised to see a headline recently that said, police powerless to stop anti-Semitic Kanye messages despite fury. And the reason that surprised me is because I thought, well, yeah, you know, for a good 230-odd years or so, we've had this issue. The police don't have the power to stop racist speech. Awful, horrible, terrible, wrong, evil, though you may think it is, and I do, that's pretty much the core of the First Amendment. So, for example, when Yi tweets that he's going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, stupid, misinformed, it's DEFCON, by the way, and 3 isn't even a particularly bad level, 1 is bad. But okay, he says that on Twitter, people get into an uproar, then the they call themselves, and I apologize for saying this, but the Goyim Defense League, this is an anti-Semitic group, they put up banners over I-405 in Los Angeles that say Kanye was right about the Jews. And there have been other similar kinds of demonstrations around the country, and people want to see if they can do something to stop it. And again, I guess this is the point of the article, is police powerless to stop it because the Constitution protects hateful speech. In fact, and I don't think I'm particularly original in saying this, that's all the Constitution protects is bad speech. Now, it protects it for the purpose of protecting good speech. We want to be able to share ideas about, say, political candidates or political parties or ethics or religion, metaphysics. You pick it. The point is we want to protect good, true things. And in the process, in order to make sure that we protect those, we protect robust discussion that will consider the truth claims of people who say those things are true. And so in order to protect the good, you have to protect the bad. And so if I want to say that all the races are equal, well, that's good speech. If I want to say that one race is better than the other, that's bad speech. But in order to protect the ability to say the true things about race, you have to protect the ability to say the bad things about race. Or to put it another way, you don't have to have a First Amendment to protect speech that people like. You only have to have a First Amendment to protect speech that people don't like. Again, not to belabor the point, but that's core First Amendment stuff. But maybe that's the issue. Maybe people have forgotten that tolerance is the essence of the First Amendment. Maybe they've forgotten what tolerance itself is. So, for example, if Kanye West makes amazing music that you like, you're not tolerating that. You're enjoying it. It's only when Kanye West makes music you don't like or says things that you disagree with, even atrocious things, it's only then that you even have the ability to tolerate it. You can't tolerate a good steak. You can't tolerate a good back rub. You can't tolerate kind words and pleasant gifts. You don't tolerate those things. You enjoy them. And you can't tolerate something you enjoy or like. You tolerate a horrible meal or a back rub that hurts you or people being mean to you or them giving you terrible gifts or insulting you. 
Tolerance only deals with things you dislike. And so, for example, if you're like me and you believe that the races are all equal and somebody comes along and says, no, no, Jews are uniquely terrible, you put that in the historical context, which is a horrible context because of what's been done to the Jews historically, but then you have to ask yourself the question, should I tolerate that claim? Should I tolerate that speech? And tolerance can have a lot of different dimensions, right? One form of tolerance is you despise what's being said and you say to yourself, and I'm going to ignore it. That's tolerance. Another form of tolerance would be to challenge the person saying it while allowing them the freedom to keep saying it. You engage them in conversation. That's also very tolerant. Reasoning, persuasion are fundamentally tolerant. Intolerance begins when we start trying to stop the person from saying it, perhaps by pushing them or putting our hand over their mouth or threatening them with perhaps physical force, perhaps economic force. I mean, a boycott is essentially intolerance, right? You are acting out a belief that a thing is so bad that it justifies you depriving somebody of an income in order to prevent them or encourage them to stop doing it anymore. That's intolerant. Boycotts are fundamentally intolerant. In fact, organized boycotts where you try to persuade other people to engage in active, coordinated intolerance with you is really intolerant. I'm not saying it's never justified. I'm just saying it's always intolerant. Or perhaps you go a step further and you get the government involved. You try to pass a law against something. That's the ultimate intolerance. And we have all kinds of laws, and they are all intolerant of something. Laws against child abuse are intolerant of child abuse, and laws against theft are intolerant of theft, and you get the point. Anything that our culture deems so bad that it cannot be tolerated, we pass a law against it. But when it comes to speech, typically and historically, the attitude has been, those things are awful, yet... We believe in tolerating them as a society, and that's codified in the First Amendment. Or another way to say that is that the First Amendment is supremely tolerant of speech and only speech. Well, and printing and the internet and, you know, other applications of communication of ideas called speech, as opposed to physical acts. Physical acts are quite frequently illegal, and some kinds of speech that incite others to those physical acts that are horrible, like yelling fire in a crowded theater is the classic example, or berating somebody loudly to their face and inciting violence or a fight. These things can be speech acts that are nevertheless prohibited. But generally speaking, if you're speaking, it's allowed and protected, no matter how awful. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.